1: Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Your Angry
1: Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. Hi.
2: Hey. How are you doing? All right. How are you? I mean, mostly okay. It's uh, a weird time. We're going to talk a little bit about it today. (laughs) Always
1: a weird time, especially when you're on a What's in the News episode. Yeah, yeah. It's a
2: fun timeline we're on. Oh, goodness. Well,
1: do you want me to start or do you want to start? You start. Okay, so... I'm going to start with, it's kind of two stories in one, but in general, I wanted to talk about the abortion Senate hearings going on right now between the House and Senate committees that are holding different testimonies, and we heard a lot of what was going on on Wednesday through social media especially. There were a lot of different videos that were out. I posted a few of them to our story, and there were just some really... um, Shocking things that were just kind of like said and discussed, and I think are really. Have you ever seen
2: a more punchable face than Josh Hawley? I mean,
1: thanks, Keegan. He's from Missouri. I know he I wrote is. that in my notes. He's awful. Like, <laughs> he's he is truly the worst. Awful he, and infuriating. He has such a punchable face. Yeah, he has
2: one of those faces that's just like, you can tell he's trying to rile somebody up. Like, it's... And he's, he's getting joy out of it. Yeah, you it's, know? it's sick. Truly. It I mean, he got red for filth. But, like, it is... It's still, like, just the fact that he is like that. And he thinks we're all dumb enough to think, like, this is just an innocent question I have. Yes. Yes. it's
1: ridiculous it's very reminiscent to me of um the way that a lot of different issues were handled during like the different uh hearings to bring in new supreme court justices and things like that like i remember a lot of like very stupid answers and questions and things like that that were just made to make people look ridiculous or whatever um But there's just been a lot of transphobic and anti-woman rhetoric throughout this hearing. And frankly, the abortion activists have about had it. So we were just talking about Senator Josh Hawley from Missouri and he asked one of the witnesses, UC Berkeley law professor Kiara Bridges, why she kept using the term quote, people with the capacity for pregnancy when describing who would be affected by the ban. Yeah, I
2: believe his words were, um so pe- wouldn't people- that be women? So are you are you talking about women? Yeah. Yeah yeah <laughs> he kind of just like that like i i'm sorry i just really i'm just so clueless i just don't understand can you please just explain it to me yeah what do you mean
1: <laughs> oh, see look i'm being really nice and gentle about this you know like what i don't understand He's the worst i hate him um i wrote out a lot of the dialogue just because there's no other way for me to sum everything up. so he said yeah like would that be women and bridges responded Many cis women have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. There are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. Holly says, so this isn't really a women's issue. It's uh," And Bridges comes in saying, we can recognize that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive. After further questioning from Holly, Bridges continued, I want to recognize that your line of questioning is transphobic and it opens up trans people to violence. Bridges later asked if he believes men can get pregnant, to which Holly responds no, even after all of this, like, dialogue between the two of them. So it really, to me, seemed like he was trying to hammer, ho- hammer home his idea yeah, of, course. of
2: unbelievable transphobia. Yeah, it's not genuine interest that he's asking that question. It's not like innocent ignorance right like he's not just like oh i'm just innocently i i actually genuinely don't know like as yeah he's not trying to be educated he's trying to push home that like i don't believe that trans people are who they say they are right and by saying like oh so it's
1: not a women's issue so it's this like it's just it's so stupid it's so inflammatory it's so dangerous kiara bridges did go on to discuss the statistics of attempted suicide and suicide among the trans community and how certain comments like that are so unbelievably damaging because he's like how am i causing violence and she just read him for absolute yeah i
2: mean it was really annoying you know because that was posted all over tiktok and if you open the comments which i do immediately every time i'm on tiktok um there were a lot of people who were like, I don't see how his comments were transphobic. I don't get it. And I'm like, how? Yeah. How? Because it was so blatant. Um, Because he wasn't asking questions in good faith. It wasn't something where he was like, I genuinely need to be educated on this subject. That's not what he was doing. Exactly. Exactly.
1: There's another major topic that has been discussed in the hearings and major trigger warning. This is such an unbelievably tragic story. So major, major trigger warning. This involves sexual abuse of a child. So if you do not want to listen to this part, I suggest you skip way ahead. Uh, There has been a story that came out this week of a 10 year old girl from Ohio who was taken out of state to obtain an abortion there has been a 27-year-old suspect that's been charged for the crime and has admitted, admitted to it as well. The arrest came after right-wing media had suggested that there was no way the story could be true, even calling it, quote, too good to confirm. Oh, Jesus. Oh, it's so disgusting. Well, and
2: do you really, like, what world are they living in where they think that this doesn't happen?
1: They couldn't even believe, like, there was one person that said they didn't even believe that a 10-year-old could get pregnant, that they just didn't think that that was
2: possible. People start getting their period, it's like 8 to 16 are the most common ages. Exactly. Uh, is the age frame. Big so, old bubble. Yeah, so like 8 would be very young. Yeah. And for me, I hadn't started my period yet at 10, but I did start at 11, you know, almost 12. So it's absolutely, I, I knew people in school who were 10 who were starting to get their period that's absolutely possible yeah (laughs) my mom was nine or ten something like very
1: young I mean it is very young and unfortunate that someone would have to get their period that young it's even more unfortunate that this child had to be abused and had to go through all of this and When they discovered that, or I don't know if it was when they discovered that they were pregnant or when they went for the abortion, it was like three days after the new six-week ban in Ohio. So that is why she had to be taken to Indiana to have the procedure. And in Ohio, there isn't an exception for rape or incest. It's absolutely disgusting. So a story that should have just been taken very seriously from the start was unbelievably twisted and that's what's just so sad because what kind of hung over the hearings when involving this story was just this kind of disbelief that this happens to children all the time and it's because people I don't know if it's because they don't want to look at it because it's too hard to look at or because that doesn't go along with the narrative they're trying to portray right now it's, when it comes it's to that. abortion
2: it's that you know i i don't think it's I, I do think it's tough for people to face and look at i'm not saying that it's not but i think more than anything else it's that it doesn't fit with their narrow worldview of what they believe to be true and it actually it doesn't help their case yeah. and so they're going to dismiss any information um that doesn't help them so right I, they I, don't want
1: this story to be involved with abortion rights in any way shape or form when it does highlight a glaring issue in a lot of these states restrictions. right i mean it's
2: the same reason why we'll get people in our comments who are like well rape victims make up such a low percentage of people seeking to get abortions as if that negates their experience exactly you know because even if there's just one they don't want to have to face that because they would rather believe that everyone who is seeking an abortion are just loose women who are using abortion as birth control yeah (laughs) which by the way nobody does nobody is using abortion as a form of birth control yeah like it's not like they're just like i'm there's I, much easier ways to go about preventing a, absolutely a baby. absolutely so you know they would rather believe that than believe that these other situations happen that don't fit their narrative exactly as well. So, um, and also by the way, everybody should know that the stance of this podcast is, I don't care why you're getting an abortion. Oh yeah, Um, of course. If you're new here, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this isn't what I want to talk about, but just since you mentioned the, um, high rate of suicide among trans folks, um, and then also just, Hey, the state of the world right now. Yeah. Uh, I did want to bring up that there is a new suicide hotline. Um, It's the number has changed to make it easier, more accessible. You don't have to remember like an 11 digit number anymore. Um, Now it's reduced to just hashtag or pound 988. um, Or you can text 988 and you will be connected to trained counselors on the Lifeline network. I love that. Makes it so much much easier. It's
1: similar to 911. It's an easy three digit to remember. I kind of yeah. hate you for saying hashtag first before pound sign. Well,
2: look, I feel like I have to do that because have you seen all the people who are like, my teenager looked at the phone and was like, why is there a hashtag on the phone? I feel like you have it's to upsetting. say that. Yeah, it's upsetting. <laughs> it is a pound sign. I'm really,
1: really disappointed in anybody that didn't know that it was a pound sign.
2: I prefer to go with tic-tac-toe board myself. Aww, that's,
1: aren't you precious? Yeah, that's what I like to go with. <laughs>
2: Um, okay. So I was talking to you kind of a little, just touched on this when we were doing our like, hey, how are you coming up the stairs today? Uh, I am about to start working from home again for the next two weeks. Good. Because, which I am thrilled about. I mean, working me from home. You.
1: Great. The
2: reasons not so great. So once again, COVID-19 seems to be everywhere. Right now, California is facing another surge, as are many places across the country. I know in um, Missouri, it's really bad. (laughs) Of course it is. Uh, Awesome. But it it's getting bad everywhere, and many people are surprised that so many people are continuing to get sick. I know we've talked about it before that people are using terminology like post pandemic and like you know yeah. we were in a pandemic for two and a half years as though we're not anymore.
1: I think for me, and I do want to clarify because I'll say that sometimes, uh-huh. and I think for me, it's me almost too. like I think of it as like lockdown. Like, when I think about the pandemic, I think about when, like, I really didn't see anybody. It's not so much, like, the disease and the sickness. But and I like, think
2: a lot of people feel like that. Yeah,
1: like, I think of pandemic as being, like, the pandemic mode that I was in for oh,
2: so long. Absolutely. I feel and like... And now I'm, like, part of life again. We're all saying pre-pandemic because it feels like everybody has moved on.
1: People mm-hmm. aren't
2: wearing masks out very much anymore. I still am. Um, <laughs> Y'all but, scare me. But, you know, like, that's it's very common if you go anywhere... I mean, I start have started wearing mine again this week. Like, yeah. I went to the grocery store today and wore my mask. I started wearing mine again like this week, but I got a little loosey goosey with it for a minute because it felt safer. I mean, we're back at we're back at work. We're feeling like people are telling us it's okay. Nobody else is wearing theirs, so it must be all right, you know? know. And it's it isn't. So in December, the CDC had estimated that nearly all Americans had been vaccinated or had antibodies from past infection that provided some immunity. And that should have been enough to grant us a little bit of breathing room. But unfortunately, a new Omicron subvariant, BA.5, has three key mutations in its spike protein that make it better at infecting our cells and makes the immunizations many of us received far less effective. I hate how
1: much I know about viruses and spikes. Yeah,
2: isn't it awful? And subdivisions
1: of variants like yeah. what the yeah. fuck I'm not a scientist I didn't want to do this I don't want to do it anymore no
2: I don't either but um <sighs> but we have to and if something doesn't change we're going to continue to have to I so know, I know in just over two months BA.5 outcompeted its predecessors to become the dominant cause of COVID-19 in the United States last week this subvariant caused almost two out of every three COVID-19 infections in the country um, according to the C D C not only are immunizations less effective against the new subvariant, but so are antibodies. So if you have antibodies from past variants, it wow. used to be effective on yeah. variants moving forward. But this one is
1: different enough. Right. That is. I'm just wondering, and maybe this is something you're going to be getting to, but like is there changes being made to our boosters to our vaccines like is there I mean it's I feel like they're changing so often that it would almost be hard
2: to keep up with it you know I, what I mean I'm I don't know what that it is I know that the vaccines are still effective they do provide you with a certain level of protection it's right. just not the same as you know as effective as it has been On yeah previous I just variants. wonder if
1: that's something that's going to be adjusted I'm sure it is because
2: it's because this has been
1: how the new variants have been for a while. They haven't been responding as well or the immunizations haven't been protecting us as well with these new strains. Yeah.
2: So for me, I think one of the big ones, because we never did reach that 75 percent immunization that we needed in order to reach herd immunity. I feel like so much of the protection that we did have was coming from there being waves and then people getting antibodies and then other people being vaccinated. Mm. And so there was like a certain level of like, we as a group were kind of at any given time. Wave. Yeah. At any given time there was like oh, a certain amount of protection, but with this subvariant. So for instance, I don't know what variant of COVID I had, right? But I got it at a time when BA.2 was surging that right. like big surge that was happening whenever I got COVID so I'm guessing that's probably what I had, and if that's the case, my antibodies are not effective that against sucks. this new variant. So uh, you know those like la- the little layer of protection that I thought I had from yeah. being like, oh, I'm okay for like a minute. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, and of course, BA. five is highly transmissible, as have been the other subvariants. Right. So as a result, people are getting sick in droves. Official case counts are now sitting around. 110,000 new infections a day and it's estimated that for every case reported there are seven to ten unreported cases Mm. um so the number is likely much much higher
1: what are what's the
2: death so that is the good that is the good thing okay Uh, i mean none of it's good so because of the what we've learned about all of the past variants, um, the likelihood that COVID is going to kill you has gone down substantially. Great. And with each new variant, you know we have a lot of treatments. We've got we've got immunity immunizations. Yes, that's the word. <laughs> that's the word. Uh, and those things do help, but still we are seeing about three hundred to four hundred people dying on average each day <sighs> from COVID. So it's still not great. You've got basically like a a passenger plane full of people dying every day. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, a big issue that we've seen in the past that we are now starting to see again is that hospitalizations are beginning to climb uh, with a fraction of the patients needing intensive care up to 23% over the past two weeks. Mm. So that's not good. We're going to start overwhelming our hospitals again, Yeah, uh, which is something to be concerned about. And then For me, the biggest thing, I mean, all of it is bad and all of it's big. But for me, it's it's all about you. That another reason to be cautious is that the more opportunities the virus has to spread, the more opportunities it has to mutate, which means that future variants are likely to be even more infectious and less treatable. So what do we have to do? I mean... Stay home again? Well, I mean, I'm working from home for the next two weeks for this reason. And Los yeah. Angeles has said that if the numbers continue to climb the way that they are in two weeks, they will they will reinstate the mask mandate. Yeah, indoors. that
1: I have been hearing whispers about here and there. Yeah. Which
2: so I mean, it would be a good idea. I just don't know how that's
1: going to go over. Well, I, oh, I was on
2: the elevator leaving work today with a, a security guard was also leaving work. And he was like, did you get the email? And I was like, yes, it did. You know, two weeks, two more weeks. And he's like, I'm so tired. I'm so sick of this. I can't do this again. Like he said that to me. We've never had a conversation. Right. And I think that a lot of people feel that way now. I will, of course, wear my mask in public from here on out, even before the mandate, because I just feel like with things going the way that they're going, it's just the smart thing to do. Yeah. Um, but people feel really strongly about it and they're ready to. Argue about it. But well, I don't think people are going to stop going out. Like, that's just, no, I don't think that's, it's going to happen. There's
1: no way that we're going to get people back inside. And at this point, I even think getting people to mask up again is going to be like such a disaster. I mean, when I was at the wedding in New Jersey, there was somebody that was like, Are you guys still wearing masks over there? Like asking me about that. And I was like,
2: I mean, kind of. To each their own, but like, yeah. But you even know. here, like when we went out, happy birthday, by the way. Thank but when you. we went out for your birthday, Even there, I mean, inside when people were waiting in line and stuff, it's it's people have gotten real lax with it, even Mm -hmm. though people still carry masks around. Like I still have one like hooked on my purse that I take with me everywhere, like as an emergency mask. You know, I just feel like people have gotten really lax with it. And I don't think we're going to see enough people conform in the amount that's necessary to prevent to make mutations. a real difference, yeah. You know? I mean, today I was driving in Burbank and I was behind a car that said "Covid is a scam" had a bumper sticker on it. <sighs> People, I just
1: was like, "Aren't we past this by now?" We're in
2: Burbank, California. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> How dare you? Bold,
1: very. Truly. Oh, I mean, yeah. I've seen I've seen some bumper stickers here where I'm like, "Be careful, <laughs> the liberals are going to come get you." <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, very true. Oh, gee. Okay, I've got one more thing, but let's take a quick break and we will be right back.
0: You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.
2: Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Wine, Coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. We always forget to do that. And we're back. Okay, so I stumbled across this on CNN and just wanted to bring it up because, you know we are more and more becoming a corporatocracy. There's only like a handful of companies that own absolutely everything at this point. Right. And they continue to acquire things. I did not realize that Amazon owned Ring cameras. Oh. Like they own those like, you know, Ring doorbells. Boom, boom, boom. I did not know that. So Amazon's Ring has provided doorbell footage to police without owner's consent Eleven times that we can prove so far this year, which is really Amazon scary. girl, isn't that scary? That's and I also feel scary. like it, we should bring it up because it is like Amazon Prime Week. Oh yeah, you know? oh and God. look, I know. It is hard. I am not judging anybody. I get daily Amazon packages for the um, drive that I'm running right now because it's just the easiest way to do things like that. Right. So I don't fault anyone for using Amazon. I just watched Fleabag on Amazon Prime. I am no better than anybody else. No, it's just that is shitty. It's, that
1: is really, really, really shitty. And you buy you watching Fleabag has nothing to do with that company being okay with I still this lack of privacy. Feel slightly
2: gu- guilty that I give them my money. Oh, I under- totally. I really feel like Amazon is a very unethical company, and I feel like Jeff Bezos is trash and like all of those things. So I, I kind of hate it that I give them my money, but also it's very difficult to live in this world and not, in some way, shape, or form, be supporting an unethical company because. Yeah. Amazon, Facebook, like all of these companies have Run so, the world. and they've ingrained themselves into how we work and how we live every single day. So it becomes very difficult. Um, that said, I can do better, and I will try. Uh, but. Amazon's smart doorbell company Ring has provided surveillance footage to law enforcement without a warrant or the consent of the doorbell owners 11 times this year alone, according to a letter Amazon sent to Congress earlier this month. So that's Fun. all that they're owning up to. I'm sure that that's all that is provable at this point. Right. Right. The disclosure highlights the degree of Amazon's control over data generated by the doorbell cameras and microphones. So they not only have the video footage, they also have all of the audio footage. Um, And I don't think I put this in my notes, but they've also like denied requests that like, okay, if you automatically enable the access to the footage, can you disable the audio? So that you're not getting like all of that yes. information because it does feel more invasive. <laughs> when you can hear everything too. Yeah, yeah. Like you're being, they can hear all of your secret conversations or whatever that you're having. Yeah. I don't know how secret it is having it via In your ring, front door. But, but still, yeah, that's your business. Yeah. Um, As well as it's deepening relationships with thousands of police departments across the country. So Ring and Amazon have basically these like relationships and these deals that they're making with local police departments to provide them information. And of course, Amazon is saying, well, we're only providing information in cases where it's absolutely necessary that we do so. But why are you the person who gets to decide that? Yeah, they said that they make good faith determinations as to whether to provide surveillance data to law enforcement absent a warrant or the consent of the doorbell owner. And I'm sure that you... Can you give me
1: some examples of what your guidelines are then? Because to me, like, good faith is too much trust in somebody that i really really don't trust like i want to know some guidelines that you follow to decide then whether or not you're going to share some information with police is it when there are children involved drugs involved you know what i mean like i feel like that's just such a it's just such an an easy way to try to get out of the situation by being like no no no, don't worry trust us it was only for the
2: really bad guys well and even then and listen if someone were to come to my door and if, if there was any way that I could help them catch Ted Bundy, right? Like, I would yeah. do what I felt was right in order to, like, help them catch Ted Bundy. However, I feel like you shouldn't just be allowed to rummage through my shit in order to do that. Like, yeah. there should be a certain level of of an expectation That's of privacy. That's why we have warrants. Yeah. uh, Yes, exactly. And I'm sure that you sign something whenever you set up your ring camera. I'm sure you scroll through those terms and conditions. And I'm sure that there are terms and conditions in there that say that they are allowed to access your footage for things like this. And in fact, I'm pretty sure I read that. That's how they're able to do it. Um, But... I just feel like the everyday average user should have some expectation of privacy with something that accesses your camera and your audio. That's like personal stuff. And they shouldn't be able to Mm. hand it over to a third party. What about Alexa? Oh, definitely. Alexa's listening to you. Well,
1: Alexa is listening to you, but like, are they using that audio from like listening in? Mm. I'm sure.
2: I mean, and I had, I was talking to somebody who I think that they were like a higher up at... WB and they'd been in a meeting where FBI people were there. Why? I'm not sure. Yeah, But they said that, I think they were consulting on a a movie and they said that every single FBI agent had their camera covered up on their laptops. They brought their laptops in and they all covered their cameras. And I'm like, I should start doing that because if they're doing it, it means that they know that they can access your camera at any time. Uh, So they could be watching you. Don't be paranoid, but maybe be a little paranoid. You know what I mean? Uh, so (laughs) it just feels like a massive violation. I don't trust the police. I also don't trust Amazon. I don't think they're an ethical company. Yeah. So I think that they are pretty questionable just in general. So the person who responded to, um, the person who wrote the letter was Senator Ed Markey. And he made all of this information public, and he said in a statement, As my ongoing investigation into Amazon illustrates, it has become increasingly difficult for the public to move, assemble, and converse in public without being tracked and recorded. We cannot accept this as inevitable in our country. Increasing law enforcement reliance on private surveillance creates a crisis of accountability, and I am particularly concerned that biometric surveillance could become central to the growing web of surveillance systems that Amazon and other powerful tech companies are responsible for. Hmm. It feels very much like the beginning of a dystopian future. Definitely. Just something to keep your ear to the ground about because I know we rely on these devices. We rely on our phones, our Alexas, our rings. Like, they are integrated in our everyday life. Right. And it is... I know it sounds so, like, first-world problem but it is hard to, like... Live without them once you've become accustomed to these things. Yeah. Um, however, just do so with the full knowledge that you might be giving over a bunch of your personal information. Totally. Um, I
1: mean,
2: to we're the cops giving it to Amazon all
1: the time. Yeah, it's just really, it's absurd. Yeah. All right. Well, that is everything that we have for you all today. I haven't mentioned merch in a few episodes. I don't believe it's in the link in our bio on our Instagram right now because that is saved for Keegan's lovely drive that is going on right now. But I believe we still have a link for our merch in the show notes. But if you do want to donate any of your bags or products or anything to the drive that Keegan is doing right now, please click on the link in our Instagram bio that's going on until when? So
2: I'm going to keep collecting things for the next month, so the middle of August, with the goal to get everything delivered by the end of August.
1: Perfect. All right. You heard her. If you have any topics that you want us to cover in the future, you can go ahead and email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at angry Neighborhood feminist. We have a Facebook business and group page. You can rate and review us on the business page and chat with the other listeners in the group page. Last but certainly not least, if you haven't done so already, please go over to your Apple Podcast app and leave us a five-star review with a quick sentence about why you enjoy the show. It really does help us a lot. All right, that's all we have for you today with all that being said. We encourage you to raise on. Bye.